BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. You're listening to Over the Influence. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie. I'll be talking to movers and shakers in the world of wellness and beyond, and people who have had their own interesting journey, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, or professional. Thanks for joining. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. I feel like nowadays we're so used to people trying to influence us, you know, eat what they're eating and buy what they're wearing or using and do their exercises. And it just is rare to be around somebody who inherently makes you want to do everything they're doing without trying. And Kelsey Wells definitely has that effect. She had that effect on me three years ago when I started my own journey with wellness and fitness. And she has that effect on me today. And judging by her 2 million plus Instagram followers and however many people are doing her power or power at home programs on the sweat app. Clearly, she has that effect on other people as well. She just has such a healthy perspective on health and wellness and her own experience of overcoming challenges and learning self-love through fitness is so inspiring no matter where you are in life. So It was such a blast to have her up to Malibu and hang out and just have a meaningful conversation. So I do want to add a disclaimer. You may have heard it in the last episode. The first few episodes that I recorded, I had different software than I had now. I had different microphones than I have now. So we were just in a room with one little mic and the quality might be a little bit different than what you're hearing right now. But that said, I appreciate you guys for bearing with me as I find my footing. And I really think you'll be inspired by this conversation. So without further ado, Kelsey Wells. Hey guys. Hi Kelsey. People might not know how we know each other. So we met about 
almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. Three years ago, June. In LA. Our anniversary is coming up. <laughs> um, working at a BBG meetup, and it was just kind of fate. It was super random, and we kept in touch. And so much has happened since then. I mean, you've just been on a roller coaster, right? As of you, a little bit, a yeah. little bit. Um, so I can't wait to talk about all the exciting mm-hmm. things that you've been doing. And we all know you as a powerhouse sweat trainer. And you're like a super mom and wife and you, you know, you're on magazine covers and traveling the world and somehow you're juggling it all. Um, So I kind of want to rewind back to before this all started and, you know, because even three years ago, things were different. So maybe back before you started working out, um, what your life looked like. Yeah, I actually did not work out in my adult life. Um, until after the birth of my son, Anderson, who is about to turn five, which I is so crazy. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but yeah, honestly, it's, it's interesting to think back. And I think it's surprising for people to hear this about me, but I was not into health and fitness, you know, in childhood, I danced. I love dance. That was like my first fitness love, the only kind of form I enjoyed, but I had an injury in high school and wasn't able to continue with that. And then I just kind of didn't exercise. Like I didn't like it. I thought of fitness or exercising as the ultimate chore. Um, in college, I just didn't. Um, and I, I had a terrible diet. I was not fueling my body properly. And honestly, I just had no, no knowledge. I had no understanding of the power of nutrition and um, the meaning of health and how you know, moving your body and fueling your body not only affects your physical health, but your whole life. And so, yeah, I I was, you know, doing my thing and doing the best I could, but definitely not into health and fitness at all and not really active much. Um, I got pregnant and did not have an active pregnancy. Um, I did work full time up until I delivered, which was very hard. My pregnancy was not easy. And what were you doing for work? I was in interior design. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you not know that? I, I oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, yeah I, I have my degree in interior design, and um, I've obviously since gone back and, you know, did my personal training certifications and uh-huh. postnatal specializations and all of that. But So it's safe to say fitness wasn't on no, your radar yeah, and, at all? <laughs> yeah, growing up, did not think. Yeah, and, and so after I had Anderson, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I... I turned to fitness probably four months postpartum is when I, I guess my fitness journey began, you could say. And the beginning, the origin is really like twofold for me. The first part of that was I was really just discomfortable or uncomfortable with my body and my physical appearance. That's something that I'm not proud of. Um, You know, there was nothing wrong with my body. I had just grown a beautiful, healthy baby boy and I look back at photos and my body was beautiful, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with how I looked, but there was everything wrong with how I viewed myself. And I was very unhealthy physically. Yeah. But mostly, and the biggest you know, problem was that mentally and emotionally, I had a negative relationship with myself and my inner dialogue was not a, a kind one. And it's hard for me to think back on that because 
it's, I know so many women in so many different stages and phases are dealing with that. And I think we all are all the time to a point, right? But that's, I think with health and fitness in general, that's the number one thing that we cannot do. And that's the number one purpose for me of fitness in general is taking care of your body, not to look a certain way, but so that you start to gain a foundation of appreciation and love for your body because that self-love is so imperative and it should be intrinsic within all of us. So um, postpartum, I didn't have that. And I, I didn't really seek that with exercise. I just wanted to start because I didn't like how I looked, right? But I still didn't, you know, and then it was um, about four months postpartum, I was struggling with severe postnatal anxiety, which wasn't really talked about. No one had really warned me about. And I've experienced anxiety in other times in my life. And I was kind of aware, but I had never experienced anything like this. It was, it was very hard and very hard to wake up, very hard to take care of my baby. And, you know, baby blues are common. When you are pregnant, you build up a lot of hormones with delivery. Lots of those rush out and it takes time for everything to balance back out. And about six weeks, usually women start to feel more like themselves. And, and with me, mine was getting worse. So I remember being at a postnatal checkup and um, I knew that things weren't okay, but having someone tell you that, you know, it's also hard to hear and, and it kind of, you know, they're talking about medications or, or th treatment plans, things to help me and um, exercise was mentioned. And I thought there's no way that exercising can help this. Like this is such a like massive, you know, burden that I felt like I was carrying. And I thought that's way too simple of an answer, but I was like almost flippantly. I was like, yeah, okay. Like well, I'm going to start there. I'm going to exercise 30 minutes a day, whatever, six days a week. Like it's not going to fix it. You know, I was just, I was just negative and I was just, I guess, didn't think that that could help. I couldn't imagine that it would. Um, but I started out of like a desperation and it was absolutely insane to find that within weeks it was working and it's not magic. You know, my anxiety did not disappear, but it was very powerful in the fact that a transformation started to occur and not physically, you know, within the first few weeks of exercising, I was sleeping better. I had more energy. I was able to wake up and care for my baby and get through the day, you know, and just, I, all I did at first was take Anderson on walks, you know, bundle us both up and go outside, push around the neighborhood for 30 to 40 minutes. But just having that fresh air and, and that movement, it started to change things and it really started to help. And I was, at that point, it was like, people often ask how you stay motivated in the beginning. And for me, it was, it was, there was no question that I was going to do that because it was a need and that was how I could help myself. And, um, so I did that and I guess, you know, the further I went with it far, far before I started to see changes in the mirror, I just started to feel different. You know, I, I remember getting dressed and putting on makeup and like putting on normal clothes for the first time, I think since I had him and, um, Ryan came home from work and I was like, you know, ready. And he was just like, <laughs> you know, it was just, I just felt so good. Like I felt yeah. good in my body, felt good in my skin. And again, like I didn't, I hadn't lost my weight. I couldn't fit in my old clothes, but 
I was proud of myself and I felt good about myself and, and a confidence started to grow that I had honestly longed for my whole life. And that's when I just started to fall in love with fitness and I felt like I was amazed at the power of physical activity and, you know, being mindful of what I was eating and how these things, sure, like, yeah, like it could change your body physically, but I had no idea that it could affect me in all these other ways. And, and so, yeah, I guess the rest is history. I mean, I just really found my passion there and I began my studies really soon after, not even because I planned on changing a career. I just wanted to know. And, and at a certain point I felt like I had maybe like nine months into this, I felt like I had a really good grasp on the mental and emotional benefits and like beauty of fitness. But I wanted to have like the scientific and professional knowledge to back that up and understand like, okay, what's going on with my physical body and like, how, how are these changes occurring and what am I doing and how can I do things better and what do I enjoy? And so I went on this learning journey for probably another year and it was a process of like love and, and self-discovery more than it never felt like work. You know, it never felt like, um, Oh, I'm going to do this now to be a trainer. It was just, I, I felt like I was becoming and following, um, I just loved it, you know, and I, and I wanted to know, and I wanted to educate myself, not really knowing at that point, like why or what I was going to do with it, but. It all just seems to kind of fall into place when you're following your passion, right? Yeah. And I love what you said about not liking the way you felt about yourself. Cause a lot of people, we all usually start because we want to change Mm -hmm. something physically. Um, people don't really share openly about that, you know, about how, how dark it can be and how profound, even just a few weeks of working out, I had the same experience of my body didn't change in two weeks, but my mindset, it was like all of a sudden you have this confidence yeah. and courage and you feel empowered and I just, I hope anyone who's listening and who might be struggling with how they feel about themselves can, can take something from this and feel like, like they can do something really simple, like mm-hmm. go out there and go for a walk or do something. It can really profoundly change how you feel. Yes, and I absolutely. love that you talk about that. Did you have any struggles when you started or was it just kind of like you found your thing and you felt so good and that was that? Honestly, every single day was a struggle. As much as I, yes, it was, it was simple. You know, it was, of course I was going to do this because this is helping me. That said, especially in the beginning, I did not enjoy it. You know, I felt like, um, very defeated. Honestly, I, I had, pretty much no physical ability at that time, you know, postpartum, I had no core strength. I, I remembered being athletic in my youth, but it felt so for my body felt so foreign to me trying to move it again. Um, you know, I was winded after a couple lunges. I couldn't do a push up. you know, it was, it was hard mentally. It was hard physically and it, it felt defeating. You know, I didn't enjoy my workouts at first, but I, I, I made a commitment and and I had a need and and I was taking care of myself. And I think the turning point came when, when it stopped, you know, when my efforts stopped stemming from that place of negativity 
towards myself and it became a place of gratitude for the fact that it was helping me with my anxiety for the fact that I even had a body that, that, you know, grew my baby boy. And when you, when your efforts with health and fitness are based from a sense of gratitude for your body or a celebration for what your body can do, even if you feel like that's not a lot, when you are starting or trying to start from a place of, Oh, I'm going to exercise because I'm going to take care of myself because I'm grateful that I can even move because you know, some people can't, and that is going to be a much better experience and a much easier experience than, Oh, I have to exercise. It's a chore. It's something to check off my list. Like I'm, uh, and you're dreading it. Yeah. You might not enjoy every workout, but if you mentally tell yourself I'm doing this for me and, and it's something that you're doing to care for yourself, that, that is, I think the key. And that is going to get you so much further in your efforts. Um, than you know, doing it as a chore, doing it as a punishment of some sort. It might be hard to kind of pinpoint this, but can you recognize how you got there to that point where you could look at it from that perspective? You know, I don't, obviously I think it was, it was gradual. You know, I knew once I started to recognize and feel like those changes that I talked about previously, it, it became um, an awakening of sorts, like, oh, like this is kind of what exercise is about. But, you know, mentally, when you have a negative relationship with yourself and a negative in- internal self-talk, it's extremely difficult to switch that and to overcome that. And just like physical exercise, your your mental wellness is the same. You know, you can't just hit the gym real hard for a month and be like, Oh, I'm good for 2019. Like I did a bunch of exercise. We're great. Like, no, it's a continual thing. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with your mental wellness. So it was a actual process for me of deciding I'm going to switch my thinking. It wasn't a magical, Oh, I just started to love my body. I started to have, you know, I started to just exercise because (laughs) I love myself. No, it was like, I had to choose to recognize that I was blessed to be able to work out I was grateful for what my body could do. And it was choosing to have that mentality and practicing that mentality that, um, that started that. And the more you do it, the easier that it becomes. And it's like this beautiful, like self-love cycle, you know, you, you exercise and that gives you a little bit more confidence and it makes it easier for you to be grateful for your body. And then you're so grateful for your body and you want to take care of your body. And so then you want to exercise. So it's mm-hmm. like, just as we can get into these negative spirals of self-doubt and guilt and shame, you can put forth your energy into the opposite. And it's also a beautiful positive spiral. So I think it's about your intentions and it's about recognizing that, yeah, it won't always be easy, the exercising or the self-love, but they're both a journey and it's something that you must do for yourself. And also, you know, I promise like it gets easier the more that you put forth that effort and day after day, when you think negatively about yourself, you recognize and you stop and you think no, and you think something positive about yourself, you know, and these simple literal things in your mind and the literal workouts that you do that the more you do them, the easier they are. Mm-hmm. And creating new yeah, habits. Exactly. You just have to untrain your yeah. old ways. Right. Yep. You also 
were growing pretty quickly on Instagram at that time and sharing, you know, your, your positive message. You've always had a really positive message, which I think people really connect with and you're so authentic. Did you feel a sense of accountability because of that? I mean, did that help you in your journey having that community? You know, it's interesting because I actually did not um, begin my Instagram and wasn't on Instagram at all until almost a year into my journey, if you will. The first year of that fitness journey for me was like intensely private and personal. I was going through a lot in my personal life at the time as well. And exercise and wellness and fitness and, and learning about these things and doing these things and implementing these things and finding passion in this really helped me. And I kind of, you know, I had like a Instagram that was like my, my like normal Instagram and I wasn't on it too much, but I started to see people having fitness Instagrams, you know, and, and this is maybe six months into it. And I remember telling my husband, like, you know, it, I wanted that. I wanted to start one and, and it was twofold. First, it was because I, I felt like if I had had somebody there for me in the beginning to be like, Hey, I get it. I, I know what you're going through or me too, or just to give me tips or like, you know, help me and, and encourage me along the way. It would have meant so much and it would have helped a lot. And I felt like I had come so far and was learning so much. And I felt like maybe I could be that for somebody else who's struggling, who doesn't have anyone. Um, and at the same time, I had a huge need for like a safe place. You know, I, I want, I, when I first started my Instagram, it was honestly out of seeking a community and a place where I could be completely myself and free of, you know, judgments or preconceptions and just, you know, meet other like-minded people who shared in my passion for fitness and, and, so that's what it was. And when I finally started and took that leap, I hoped that no one would find it. You know, I had like a separate account was private and a different name. And I was like, I just didn't want anybody in my quote, real life to like know about it. You know, my sweat life days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when, when, you know, it, it started growing and things, I was honestly panicked at first because I was like, Oh my God, like, people are going to see this, you know, and I, I just didn't like it. And um, it was hard because actually when, uh, people that knew me started to find out about it. Um, it wasn't received well by most and it was hard. I almost deleted it a couple times because of, you know, negativity or whatever. And all along the way, it was actually my husband who was like, no, like you're thriving. Like this is good for you. Like you're helping people, but you're happy. You know, you have friends here like this, you know, like don't worry about what people think. And And so I kept on with it, but yeah, the Instagram thing was, um, definitely, I never imagined that it would turn into what it has. And I definitely never started out seeking that. Um, strangely enough. Yeah. Let's talk about sweat a little bit because Mm -hmm. you came out with post-pregnancy first. Mm -hmm. How did you get connected with sweat and Kayla? Yeah. So Kayla and I actually met on Instagram, funny <laughs> enough. Um, and we, 
we hit it off. We became good friends. Um, I just love her dearly, but so, so we, yeah, we knew each other and Toby, her fiance and the CEO of sweat. Um, he knew me, you know, a little bit through her and they were so supportive of, you know, my journey and, and we kept in touch and they knew what I was up to. And at the time, um, that he was getting ready to launch sweat, I was writing a post-pregnancy program. I felt like, you know, that's where my personal fitness journey started. And I felt like there was a huge need in the fitness landscape for a program that, uh, women postpartum did not need to modify that was safe and all those things. So they knew that I was kind of doing that and I had no idea what I was going to do with that. No really plans for it, but I was working hard on that and doing my thing and they were, you know, taking over the world doing theirs. And, um, I never imagined like working with them, but I will never forget the day that Toby, um, called and, you know, told me about his idea for sweat and, and that Kayla was going to, you know, you know, put her BBG programs in this sweat platform and they wanted to create a massive worldwide fitness community for not just people who did BBG, but women all over and provide different ways of training so that regardless how you want to train or eat, you can find a place to connect and live happy and healthy. And I, I thought it was the most incredible thing, you know, and, and then he said, I want you to be a sweat trainer. And we want to put post-pregnancy in the app. And I was just like, I'll never forget that day. Um, it was just the perfect alignment. Like it was a no brainer for me because these were people that not only did I, um, trust and knew were good people, but I knew that their core values and the mission of this company aligned directly with my own. And that is truly to help people, um, empower themselves through fitness. And yeah, so it was, it was just kind of perfect. And I guess the rest is history. Yeah. The rest is history. And what followed was power. Yes. Which yeah. I love power. I mean, I've done, I haven't done the new trainers on sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done their programs, but of the ones that I have done, I just, I love it so much. I love all of them, but um, just the layout of it. So can you talk about you. how you came up with it? Yeah. So Power is like my baby. Like I love post-pregnancy. Obviously, it's a special place in my heart. Um, but power, I always, you know, from the beginning, and of course, they knew this when I joined Sweat, but I always wanted to create a weight training program for women um, that was hypertrophy-based, which is like lean muscle building, and to reflect the way that I personally trained. Because, you know, at this point, I was now years postpartum, and I didn't train like my post-pregnancy program anymore. But what happened kind of was throughout my journey um, and as I did all my studies and learned about types of training and different types of weight training and I just was really drawn to it and I started to exercise in a unique and particular way of just like blending different weight training techniques and um, writing my workouts and doing my programming a little bit differently than anything else I'd seen and I loved it and my body thrived and and um I said, you know, like, this is how I train and I want to show women this. Like I want to make this available. And most importantly, I just really wanted to show women around the world that weight training is a phenomenal option for everyday fitness. You don't have to be three hours in the gym. You don't have to be a physique builder or a bikini competitor. Like weight training has so many benefits physically, mentally, emotionally, and that it's an option. And for a long time, there are stigmas around women in the gym, especially in the weight section. And I just want to help 
I'm proud to be part of that conversation of, of that shift, hopefully. I think you're leading that conversation. Oh, thank you. I mean, I had really no experience with weight training and it's intimidating. It is. The program just so perfectly lays out how to get started and how to break it down legs and shoulders and chest and triceps. And, and I got so comfortable. It was like, I mean, the whole point of the app, right, is to feel like you have your own trainer, but yeah. I felt like I learned so much and it got less scary and it's, oh, I mean, it's like literally my heart is so happy to hear that. And yeah. I love that's it. That's the best part about having my programs in the sweat platform. It is just, there's nothing else like it in the way of, yes, our goal is to seriously be a personal trainer in your pocket. And the, especially with weight training, it's very important. Like form is everything, right? So I'm like, how can I actually teach someone who's yeah, of course, if you've been in the gym for years and you want to level up, like I can do that for you too. But taking someone who's never lifted weights before and how do I safely help them and teach them and guide them. And with the app you have, there's uh, four beginner weeks for anyone who's like never been in the gym or never lifted. Um, so you can start there and there's little videos of me doing every exercise and anytime you can tap on that video and it'll pull up full guided step-by-step -step instructions of how to perform that exercise, including when to breathe, like what kind of grip to use, the equipment breakdown. So every measure has been taken that we possibly can to ensure that, yeah, like I, I am next best thing to actually being there with you and um, to help people safely learn. So it was the best kind of feedback to hear things like that. I love it. I think it's so great that you guys um, acknowledge that responsibility and try to ensure that people are doing it safely because there are so many programs out now and so many, probably not even trainers <laughs> who are just putting things out there. And I think the intention is good. I'm not trying to, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. rip on anybody, but um, form is everything, right? <laughs> it is, no, especially with weight training and yeah. any exercise, but you have to yeah, you have to be careful and um, do it right. And, and yeah, that's why, again, it was this sweat app is so good. That way it's like pictures on a P PDF just weren't right. enough for me. Like I wanted to make sure if I'm going to do this, I want to make it doable for every woman and, and the, in the best possible way. So something that I love about you is that you, you don't ascribe to maybe fitness and lifestyle trends. You don't see you promoting keto or intermittent fasting or mm -hmm. macros and your, your workouts aren't like about getting a big ass mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, and I think that's so unique. I mean, your, your philosophy is balanced exercise and balanced diet, right? Mm -hmm. Has it been that simple for you or have you had challenges mm -hmm. along the way? There is no, and I don't care who tells you, I don't care how fancy the studies or whatever. There's no one size fits all in fitness. There's not one magic pill. There's not one best diet. There's not one perfect workout program. Everyone is different. Every woman has different needs. I have a lot of understanding and there's, there's benefits to all these different diets and trends. And, you know, some might be perfect for one person, but completely wrong for another. And so I'm careful not to advertise for one or the other because obviously it's not a one size fits all. And at the end of the day, for me, it literally and truly is about the fact that no matter who you are or where you are on your life journey, how old you are, what you're doing, 
you need to be moving your body and nourishing your body. And that's going to look different for everyone, but that's what's most important. I truly believe that fitness is a phenomenal tool for empowering yourself and growing that self-love and gaining that self-confidence that's going to spill into every other aspect of your life, right? So I want women to be active and I want them to nourish themselves. How you do that is going to be, you know, it's going to look different. It's going to look different for everyone. So I guess that's kind of why I don't push any of that. And as far as has it been as simple as it seems, honestly, yes, there, I haven't done anything drastic. I never made, I never did some hardcore cleanse or diet or insane like hours a day in the gym to like give me a boost or start me off. I, I was a almost full-time working mother, super struggling in the beginning. And my husband was still finishing his degree and also working almost full time. And it was a very hard time. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't handle doing anything extreme even if I had wanted to, but it's, it's not about, um, it always has been simple, but I do want to clarify that when I say simple, that doesn't mean easy because it's just about small, consistent effort compounded over time. And that's hard. It's hard to fit in a workout when you're exhausted, when you don't have time for it, when you don't want to do it. It's hard to make, you know, healthy choices when you are on a super tight budget and don't really know how or have time to cook or want to cook. You know, it's, it's not always easy to care for yourself and, and to, you know, choose the healthier options, but it is simple, you know, and it, and it can be simple. And I think if women are ever feeling overwhelmed with their fitness journey, to, to just take a step back and think, how can I move my body today? I'm just going to make the healthier choice today. You know, I'm going to drink water. I'm going to, you know, do it's about simple little things and your efforts really will add up over time. And, and then that shift will happen. And now it's like my diet today from five years ago is literally completely overhaul, but that doesn't happen overnight. Right. So again, it's that small, consistent effort and knowing that simple doesn't mean easy, but you can do hard things, mm -hmm. right? Progress. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. Yes. That's something I have to live by. Um, is, there, is there anything that contributes to your lifestyle and your overall well-being that maybe we don't see on social media or oh. that you don't talk about? That's a good question. Yeah, I think it's funny. I actually mentioned this, I think, last week in a post, but um, meditation. Um, self-connection. I mostly in the last like year and a half, really, I began doing just a really simple like daily meditation and I don't do anything guided. Um, but having even five to 10 minutes a day finding and carving out or making, cause I don't just have it right. Like you have to intentionally find time, but a while ago I started implementing that time for myself lots of times it's after my workout in the gym, you know, I'll go into a, a quiet studio and put in my headphones on with no music or play like a soft song and just really breathe and, um, getting back to that like connection within myself and that mind body connection has been a game changer for me just to help me feel aligned. And, you know, again, we talked about choosing positive energy and that's very real, especially like living in Utah, it's very cold in the winter. I can't just go out and have fresh air and sunshine. So it's even more important. But I think 
that would be the one thing that has helped on my journey that I don't talk as much about on, on my page and openly is that, um, I do consider it fitness related because again, fitness isn't just physical, but having that daily meditation, that small practice and time to just kind of um, remind myself to be positive and bring in the right energy and um, get ready to take on all the things I have to do that day or face whatever's happening in, you know, our lives in a positive way. It's been a huge game changer. You know, I'm a proponent of meditation. It's been a game changer and we've talked about it before. And I think it's amazing that you make the time because it can be hard and you have to discipline Mm -hmm. yourself because we're so busy, right? And there's not always instant gratification, but that Mm -hmm. also adds up taking that time to be quiet and just listen. Yeah. Um, And it's very illuminating, right? And it's another thing that needs to be learned. But, and you've taught me, I learned so much from you about that in the conversations that we've had. And it was very encouraging for me to be like, this is what is happening on my journey. And you, you shared what, you know, the beginning of yours and it's just very cool to, to see. And like, yeah, I love it. It's amazing to surround yourself with people who are trying to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just so cool. And it's been so cool to see everything that's happened with you over the last couple of years. Me and too. thank you. So I'm sure you have a lot coming this year that you probably can't talk about. I know you guys keep <laughs> a lot of things under wraps, but you're a hard worker. Um, is there anything that you can tell us or any goals that you have for the yeah. year maybe that you can share? Yeah. So some really awesome things are coming up. I have something launching soon that I've been working on for almost a full year and I cannot wait to share it with everyone. Um, and also I'm really, really excited this year to continue to travel and meet more of my community and connect with more like-minded women. I'll be doing events. Um, stay tuned for like locations and dates for those, but I have a few that are in the planning stages and being lined up. So I cannot wait to do that. And yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Seriously. I'm just so happy that we got to connect again and that you get to share your insight with some listeners. You have, you have such an amazing journey and such an amazing perspective and you're so inspirational. So thank you again for coming. I really appreciate that. I feel the same of you. I think you, I hope you know that. And I am so grateful for the opportunity to come on a podcast and have a more intimate conversation about these things that I just think are so important. So We'll have to do it again. I'll have Absolutely, to book anytime. you and fly you out here. <laughs> I am more than happy. Anytime. Once it gets a little warmer, Please, yeah. <laughs> we'll do the follow-up. All right. Thank you. See ya. I mean, such a powerful message and such a good reminder that when we come from a place of gratitude and self-love and empowerment, we can do anything. I truly, truly believe that gratitude is the cure-all. It's just hard to access sometimes, but if we can remind ourselves, then we can make a habit out of it. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. And just a reminder, please rate, comment, 
share, spread the love if you liked this podcast or the others. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you next week.